Hello everybody, it's Pastor Chip and I thank you for tuning in again. Today, today is kind of unique. Um, talking about scribes and shepherds. A scribe was a person that was a member of the tribe of the Levites and they were the people that wrote the scrolls, copied them over, and and uh, kept making these scrolls, duplicating them. Because, you know, Xerox, he wasn't around yet. He hadn't been born yet. But, uh, or his cousin, the mimeograph machine, if anybody knows that. <laughs> or IBM. But, um... He, um, the scribes were responsible for copying and maintaining and preserving the scrolls and the Bible. And in Jesus' time, they had gotten so cocky that they didn't just copy it, they were interpreting it and leading the people astray with it. As a matter of fact, this went on, you know, for thousands of years. The, the Catholic Church uh, didn't want the people to read the Bible, and Martin Luther um, translated the Bible from Latin, and let said the people were should have the Bible to read on their own, and so people started digging into the Bible and starting to learn. And then we got the shepherds. You know, the shepherds are the guys that watch over the flock. They're the preachers today. Same role spiritually it's just they didn't have preachers back then. So they talked in a way that everybody understood. The shepherd was the flock. Jesus is the pure white lamb of God. And the shepherds are responsible for taking care of their their church, their people. the needy, the congregation, witnessing. It's, uh, it's a pretty serious thing to be either one of those and misuse your position. And I thought about it because, strangely enough, I was sitting here this afternoon and I prepared a little microwave TV dinner for the meal this afternoon. And I was sitting there looking at it and I thought, back in the day, people had to kill and preserve whatever they could as long as they could and, and eat it. And then the the French... 
during uh, Napoleonic Wars were the first ones to to make a military meal, so to speak, and they canned food inside wine bottles and preserved it. So that was your first example of rations for the troops. And then, you know, you come on up to thousands of years, they use salt to cure things and preserve things and in barrels and pickled things and uh, storing them in cold cellars and root cellars. And then in the 60s, you know, when, or 70s, whenever it was, they had the microwave. I remember the microwave that we had was big enough to bury a small adult in, like a footlocker. And uh, we had metal trays that you mark, you put in the microwave. Before that, we put them in the oven, and we, my mom would bake them in the oven. And now we got these little old cardboard and plastic trays and microwave, and the thing's done in five minutes. But through all that process, what's the same? The food is the same. You're preparing a meal that you're going to eat. The method has changed. And so I thought about the scribes and the shepherds. You know, the scribes copied and copied and copied some more. All these things over the years. But they got a little cocky. And uh, started leading people astray. And the shepherds. That's not a strange bed part partner either. Um... Bible talks a lot about shepherds, but today, today we have Bibles just about anywhere you want them to be. You find them in hotel rooms, you find them in lobbies, you find them in about any bookstore, any church. And that was the method for a long, long time. But now, anybody with a phone can have a Bible app on their phone. The phone is at the tip of your fingers. The World Wide Web is out there for all to see. Nothing to be hidden. There's no reason you can't read it, look it up, find some uh, concordances and do some little research and figure out what the words mean. The world is at your fingertips.
And so where am I going with all this? This morning I had a little debate, I guess you might say, or an educated discussion with a young lady about why preachers will marry people that have been divorced but don't agree with homosexuality. So I'm not going to... I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not going to be about homosexuality and marriages and the whatnots. This is about the topic at hand. But I explained to her the differences and why and and how just with everything it doesn't matter what you've got different interpretations different renderings judgments twists mostly people will twist things for their own advantage i said but The one thing that is consistent in all of it, I like the the meal and the TV dinner and everything, is the Word of God. The Word of God has changed over the centuries in its delivery format, but it is still the Word of God. And there's a lot of people out there who tell you it's got to be this Bible or that Bible, but how many people are out there reading the Greek and Aramaic? If it were not for translations, people wouldn't have anything to read unless you read Greek and Aramaic. You see, the scribes would twist things and malign the people, mislead them. But technology has allowed people to interpret the Bible to get the Word to people. There's a big difference. Nobody has interpreted the Bible, or say most of the Bible interpretations are not for a malicious intent, though there have been some. Most are in the interest of getting the Word of God to people in their native languages. And in that, like I said, most technology is out there, you can research it. But, where there is a pastor... There is a shepherd. Where there is a flock, there is a church. And are those people doing the will of God? Or are they misleading people? It would seem that more often than not, there are a lot that are misleading people. 
They're serving their own purpose. You see, for me, late in high school, I started having a number appear. It became a common occurrence that this number would present itself and things that I did, places I went. When I joined the military, I got on a bus. And that room number, there it was when I got there. That was my my room number. Then I got to the next place. It was my ticket number for the bus. And I got on an airplane, and it was a number, my seat number. Whenever I got a car or a bus ticket, the tag or seat or whatever was there is that number. And it got to be so dominating that anything that I did in the military, when they called my number, that was that number. It kept popping up. I'd be riding down the road and stop at a stop sign and look to the right, and there's the number on the house or on the street corner. This number pursued me like a heat-seeking missile my whole life. I never tried to figure out what it was, but I knew it was something important. And one day before my wife died, I was just going through the Bible. I was... To use the term, determined, determined beyond anything else to find out what that number meant. And it's not a common number in the Bible when you put it to Bible verses and chapters. But I found it. It jumped out at me. And this is my calling to be in the ministry. It's 2 Timothy, 4th chapter, verse 2. And that number would be 242. And that says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. And I've been doing that. I run into people that I can obviously see. I mean, I'm telling you, God has given me the gift of discernment. I can see some of these people and read them like a newspaper. They're just in it for themselves. They don't care about the people. They're just protecting their job and their pulpit. And it's a shame. But the Bible is very, very clear, even back in Jeremiah, about people that mislead. And that's why going back to the lady in the 
this morning we were debating. She has all the technology at her fingertips, just like anybody else. She can read the Bible. She can look it up. She can educate herself. But she doesn't have the divine appointment and the passion from God to discern the words, the passion to teach, to correct, to help people understand what the Bible says. And she's probably only ever heard what a preacher or somebody talks about. And, you know, I get that a lot. Well, my preacher said, what did I say, did you look it up? Well, no. But my preacher said, did you look it up? Well, no. Look it up. The Bible says that we're supposed to look things up. Check them, checks and balances to see if we're being taught the right or wrong thing. People take preachers for their word. And you get misled that way. And what does the God, God what does the Lord say in Jeremiah twenty-three? Woe. To the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of Israel against the shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for the evil of your doings, says the Lord. Now when he says... Have scattered my flock, given them away, and not attended them. And who, to the shepherds who feed my people, he's talking about spiritually. He's talking about the Word of God. He's talking about, are you misleading the church, the flock? Are you wrongly interpreting the Bible and abusing your position? That's what he's talking about. Verse 3, But I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where they have been driven and bring them back their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Feed them. What does he mean by feed them? I hear people all the time saying, I got run out of a church for having tattoos. Or I was told not to come back to church because I'm living with a girl. Or because I got pregnant. Well, I'm certain, I am certain there's not a church on this planet that's full of perfect people. I'm absolutely positive that there's not a church on this planet that has a perfect person, or a perfect pastor in it. I'm also certain that almost all of us sin daily, and we have a past. 
And I'm just curious, for those people that mislead their flock and their church and their congregation, how exactly are we supposed to save the lost if we keep preaching them into hell? Well, I have you know, Jeremiah 23, verse 4, God's talking to me. You see, I'm a shepherd who will feed them. I don't sugarcoat and lie to people. I'll tell them the way it is, and I'll tell them the most important thing of it all. We've got grace. we got the blood of the cross that washes away sin. And none, none of us has sinned any lesser or greater than the other because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of the Lord. So like he says in Jeremiah, woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep. I wouldn't want to be within hearing distance when you report into heaven. This is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in and listening. And think about it the next time you pick up your phone. The Bible, God's Word is just a fingertip away. And if you got any questions and you don't feel like you can answer anybody you know, you can email me at pastorchip42 at gmail.com. I'm always looking for people to share the word with and the love of Christ. And you know what? There is no limit. No limit. On the amount of people that are going to get into heaven. But there's standing room only in hell. This is Pastor Chip. God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day. And I appreciate you tuning in.